And just like that, we are back. And boy, yes, we are did I make it in the nick of time. Internet went down for about 15 minutes there. So I was getting mm-hmm. ready to pull the trigger on a cancellation. <laughs> yeah. Pull through, doer. We're back. Yeah. I was I was looking, I'm like, hey, maybe this is my uh, my solo shot and see what happens. But uh, yeah. glad you got it back. Glad the uh the fine Louisiana internet service providers got you back going. So mm-hmm. um yep. you classic know, people over there. Right. Yep. Not down for long. Let's see what yep. G Davis got down here. Jamie's interweb is sponsored tonight. White new and new. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The uh, I, I'm I'm really hoping G Davis got some uh, some of those gifts throughout the holiday season. Yeah, I bet I he got some F eleven. Got some new finish. Mm-hmm. Start got his some... new year off right. So mm-hmm. what are some some like cheap tile? Maybe a pack of Costco's. Yeah. The, uh, the Dollar some... General Dollar Store mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But, yeah, with each each package, he's just groaning over there. Just oh, my yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, yep. oh, times Mr. are tough. He's going to be using paper towel pretty soon. So welcome in, Mister Cologne. Good to see you. He's had, got a YouTube channel over there. I've been enjoying. Good stuff. Very nice. Yeah, everybody, we're glad to be here because we're live on YouTube every Friday, six central. And then we're available on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to give us that subscribe, rate, and review. That would help us out a lot. We're still waiting on one more review on uh, Apple's uh, 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 Apple Podcast to uh, mm-hmm. give away a giveaway. I have a good little giveaway package. Let's play the video and see see what we got going on. We got some uh, Shine Splash Shine my. soap, beautiful Washed stuff. Hat. Got some trim sauce. Got the Love Shine Splash hat. I mean, that's a nice hat in the packaging. Still didn't even take it out. Got some quality brushes, work stuff brush. Got the mm-hmm. work stuff mitt. And we got some Tim's high gloss hot sauce in there as well. And I've been adding to it uh, every now and then. It's got an Oberk uh, sample size air freshener now. Mm-hmm. And I think a few more things. I really can't think off the top of my head. A little frazzled at the moment, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You've, you've had an, a bunch of other stuff going on. But yeah, it's uh, be sure to get those reviews in people because that's been um, that's been sitting around for a while. And uh Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm hoping to get it out early in the new year to a, a well-deserving person. Start the new year off right with some new products. You know, maybe some of those things you didn't get over the holidays. So yep, be, uh, a couple of those things you get now. Yep, setting a 19 ratings. We're waiting on that magical 20 rating, five out of five. Don't forget to give us that five star review. And yeah, we'll get that given away to some uh, somebody. If you get left us a review on Spotify, feel free to mm-hmm. just screenshot your review and send it to me, and I'll enter you as well. But I don't know yep. how to look at who left the ratings on Spotify, but if you're a Spotify listener, mm-hmm. shoot me a DM on Instagram with a like a screenshot or something. So for Samantha Sweden, it's just called the Cleaner Cast, and that's um, okay. same. That's uh, yeah. Even even if you don't have an Apple device, you can still make a uh, an Apple account, and um, you can slap that review, give it five stars, one star, whatever you feel like giving us. But you feel like. We'd I rather think, five. Think... But you know what? We're just happy to be here. So. Yep. whatever you want to do <laughs> yep absolutely and uh yeah it's it's been quite a week as rick's saying it's friday already i can't believe it it's right. um yeah you know kind of a, a bit of a, a bit of a skewed week hopefully everyone yeah. had a good safe holiday season um yep. at the uh, the had tail a, end here with new year's coming up so i had quite a uh no running water christmas been out of water since last yeah. day, christmas eve and yeah, you, uh, got uh, it back Wednesday. So came back yeah. on Wednesday. Had to move a detail to the next week. 
I got one done. It was a relatively new Mercedes that got done with a rinseless wash. And I did Cody see that one. Problems, but uh, didn't know how dirty the next one would be. So I went ahead and moved it on to the next week. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's but, amazing uh, how reliant we are on water, not just for detailing for yourself, but just everything in, <laughs> in life. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's rough. It was rough there for a little yeah. bit, but uh, got it, got got through it. So, and then the internet went down just a couple minutes ago, but it's back on. We're yep. back live. We're all good. Let's get Absolutely. into some plugs. You can go visit the Cleaner Stash. Linked should be linked in the description below. I'm not even sure if I have it linked on this episode, but it will <laughs> be afterwards for sure. Yep. It has links to Car Supplies Warehouse and DIY Detail. You can use promo Jamie10 at all those websites to uh, get you a good discount and support the channel. Let's throw it over to Bucky for the uh, for the viewer detailing news. Yeah, we've um, we've got some um, TOC supplies has got some Boxing Week stuff going on right now. Um, some money off of Vapor Chair, which is awesome. You know, again, if you didn't get one for Christmas, it's a good time to get that now. Um, they did have a special guest today, so uh, all I'm going to say is that he resides from Canada, but also likes to travel abroad. So that's all I'm going to say. But exciting things are coming. And, um, you know, they, they also have glove box stuff, which Bucky 20 will get you some money off glove box. And they've got a crazy promo right now with little golden yeah. ticket action, you know, Next little, little yeah, little, uh, Willy Wonka action with the golden ticket in one of their glove boxes. So be on the lookout for that. If you're uh subscribed to the glove box, it's, uh, that's going to be a pretty special deal. So, and, uh, and yeah, just, uh, another quick shout out to, our uh, our good friend in the detailing family, uh, Levi Gates. Um, yes, I was feeling a bit um, under the weather yesterday during the the Ray Company Q and A, and um, you know, I, as far as I know, he's doing better now. But if you haven't reached out, um, certainly reach out on the Ray Company podcast group, or even just reach out to uh, to the Ray Company directly or Levi directly, and uh, wish him some well wishes, and hopefully he's back um, to his chipper self in the new year. Yes, Definitely yeah, a scary time all- yesterday. Sending him all the healing prayers to uh, the Master Shine, our uh, mentor and friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope he gets back on his feet. I was telling you, I, uh, my brother-in-law recently did a, something similar, but yeah. it was during the summertime. He was jogging late in the evening. Kind of had him a little spell as well. Took him to the emergency room. You know, a little IV, a little water. Got him back on his feet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's all it was, a little hydration issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, Master Shine will be back next week. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, shout out Rag Company. You got Ricky mm-hmm. C chiming in. Almost after if you're working out of uh, Puerto Rico, no water and internet issues. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I've been having a rough time since the hurricane. I bet so. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, bouncing back. It's been pretty wild, but um, but yeah, I think with uh, with Boxing Week, with everybody uh, doing some online shopping and everything, I I think we can bring in our guest who may know a couple things about the e-commerce world. That's um, right. I know you have a very close relationship with him. So uh, what do you say you bring him on? That's my thoughts exactly. Yes, Mr. Uh, creator of the Creator Stash, which is the creator of the Cleaner Stash, my e-commerce store, which has uh, connected me with a bunch of brands and I've connected him with a bunch of brands to help mm-hmm. sell, you know, have better, kind of a better affiliate process kind of a deal yep. instead of just the old school Amazon links. I hope uh, <laughs> a bunch of our creator friends tune in and uh, get uh, mm-hmm. some good information on this as well. Cause I think it'll help a lot of our, our, our buddies out. Oh, that for sure. Kind of the old school Amazon system that don't really get you anywhere. Kind of waste of time, but mm-hmm. this is uh, definitely the way to do it. Everybody 
he's uh, helped me a lot with algorithm stuff and this and that. And, uh, you know, hopefully in 2023, I'll start actually implementing what he tells me to do. <laughs> and yeah. I'll be more successful on the YouTube, everybody. This is uh, Mr. Dennis Chim from the Creator Stash. So everybody welcome him on board. Hello, Dennis. How's it going? Hey, everyone. Hey, Jamie and Bucky. Thanks so much for having me hey. on the podcast. Thanks for, uh, for joining. Indeed, indeed. We are very excited to have you on. We've had some good conversations. I'd say, what has it been, over the last six months, I think we've been kind of working behind the scenes on uh, making the cleaner stash nice and clean and keeping the performance up and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's definitely been great to collaborate with you on the uh, cleaner stash, uh, you know, creator stash for me. I started at the beginning of 2022 after we were deep into the pandemic. I was uh, looking for something new. My last job, I kind of was there for four and a half years and I hit the point where I was no longer learning, growing and challenging myself. I always wanted to, you know, build my own company. So at the beginning of the year, I started working on that. And you've been uh, a great partner for us, Jamie. Excellent. So I'm, I'm kind of one of the first ones if you just started in 2022. And so it's been a pleasure, uh, you know, working with you and uh, connecting all these companies together to the creator stash so far. I mean, they all uh, kind of respond back after they have the phone call with you, like two thumbs up, you know, sounds like a great plan and a, uh, great dude to work with and uh they're happy to to be aboard the creator stash so far so good i'm looking to expand it in uh 2023 and uh get the ball rolling even further mm -hmm. but uh let's we like to take a step back and uh hear your story mr chim and how you got into the world of e-commerce and uh launching your own company and the website so take us back i don't know how how far you want to go back but your little history and uh you know your business experience yeah, so I'll jump back to 2008 and work my way forward, but I promise I'll be pretty quick with it. Um, in 2008, after I finished undergrad at the University of Texas at Austin, I went into the Air Force. I was an engineer, and I worked on a few uh, drone projects uh, to help get some new technologies out into the field. Um, so I worked on one of the unmanned drones that uh, was was now, I think, recently deployed um, you know, in the kind of Ukraine area uh, to provide some intel. So that was pretty wow. cool to see that come to fruition. Um, but during that time uh, in the uh, military, I had to think about, okay, I have a four-year commitment and I don't see myself in the military long-term. So after that, I was started to, you know, kind of plan my next moves. Um, I wanted to move into the private sector and work on self-driving cars and after leaving the um, Air Force in uh, 2012, I um, you know, went to graduate school to study business, uh, where I kind of round out my engineering background with a little bit of finance knowledge, business mm -hmm. knowledge, general management knowledge. And then um, that actually landed me uh, my first private sector job at YouTube, which uh, kind of led me down the path of Creator Stash. So in 2013, I joined YouTube as an intern. Um, I had a fun job there, which was uh, help find bad actors and get rid of <laughs> scammy stuff on YouTube. So yeah, um, very cool. Know, back then, there were a lot of like fake views and fake likes and stuff like that. You can go really? on and, and buy, you know, a thousand views. <laughs> it was. Um, I could only imagine. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, we did a funny experiment when I was there. We did like a sting operation where. We paid this guy in the Philippines to, uh, you know, 
get us 40,000 views on our video. And instead of 40,000, he ended up delivering, uh, I think, like a million views. Oh, my so my, uh, yeah, my, my teammate uh, for the summer is like, wow, this guy is really over-delivered. He, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll say. 40 bucks for 40,000 views, but he ended up delivering like a million views. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting gig at YouTube where I basically spent the summer learning how to fight spam at scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, using data, identifying the bad actors, getting rid of the spammy content. Um, and then in 2014, after I finished uh, my graduate school program, I came back to YouTube full time. And it was during that time I joined our uh, creator growth team. So my job as a partner manager was to identify up and coming YouTube talent and help them with strategies to grow their audience on the platform. Right. Um, so I was fortunate enough to work with a lot of um, automotive uh, YouTubers who are now some of the largest on the platform today. Uh, mm-hmm. Chemical Guys was one of my first clients, along with MONYC, uh, DipYourCar.com, uh, a lot of these companies. Wow. Um, so during that time, before I actually started to give advice to these creators, I'm like, I don't know anything about social media. And if I don't learn about it, how will I have any credibility? Um, not only credibility with external people, but like, how will I believe that my advice actually works? So mm-hmm. 2015, a few months after I joined uh, the content growth team, I started my own YouTube channel. Um, sure. Well, many people here, I'm into cars. So I was like, all right, well, let me just film some of my car hobby stuff. Um, and then, you know, I just uploaded a few videos. I didn't think too much of it. And then I think it was towards the end of 2015. I'm like, oh, I have a thousand subscribers and, uh, you know, a few thousand views on my, my videos. Mm-hmm. So then since like 2015, all the way until now, I've been casually uploading videos. I try to upload videos at least once a month uh, to kind of keep right. things going. My channel uh, now has about 25,000 subscribers. So it's not super huge or anything like that, but it's an outlet for me to share my my kind of car hobby and you know the ability to nerd out about car stuff. Um, so that really was kind of the genesis to Creator Stash. Um, in 2019, after uh, building up the YouTube channel, doing affiliate marketing, monetizing through ad revenue, I decided to one day take a look at the Amazon data. I'm like, all right, what are people buying? So I identified two products that probably brought in, um, I want to say like 40% of the, the commissions I was earning through Amazon. And then I, I, was just, I was just like, all right, well, let me reach out to these brands and see if they'll let me sell their products directly on my own website because Amazon was only, you know, giving me like a four yeah. commission. Very um, little. Yeah. So I reached out to these brands. They were like, okay, you know, you can sell it. You'll have to buy some inventory. And I was like, okay, I set up my own website. That took a while uh, to get up and running. And then uh, after doing that for a year, uh, I realized like, Hey, this is actually a pretty good opportunity to, you know, bring in a little bit of revenue so I could continue um, investing back into the YouTube channel and putting out more content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I was just doing that all throughout like 2021. Um, and really when it came to, you know, probably the January timeframe of, of this year, I thought to myself, I'm like, yeah, I've been at my, my current company for four and a half years. It's been fun, but I'm no longer challenging myself. I've always wanted to work on a startup. 
So then I started to reach out to some previous creators that um, I had relationships with at YouTube and mm -hmm. started to just ask them like, hey, what do you think about this idea um, of you know creating a platform where in just a few clicks, you can set up your own online store. You could sell your favorite name brand products. We're not talking about you know low quality products that are drop shipped from Ali, AliExpress, but name yeah. brand products that uh, you as a creator actually use and love and that you're that we actually support mm -hmm. actually use on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. No so that really, um, you know, planted the idea for me to create creator stash, a platform where in a few clicks, a content creator can sell their favorite products to their fans. And, um, you know, the idea about creator stash is, uh, you know, I believe that content creators will become the next generation of online retailers. Social media is only continuing to become, you know, more and more invasive in everyone's lives. It's replacing mm -hmm. television. People are just spending a lot of time on social media. Um, content creators also are able to get a lot of eyeballs and they also typically have a very strong connection with their audience versus these large companies that, um, you know, over time, as you get big, you start to lose that connection with your audience. So what we're trying to enable here is really helping content creators become the next generation of online retailers. And, you know, the platform is really centered around authenticity. And that really um, means authenticity between three pieces of the network. So we have creators, we have fans, and we also have brands. So for all of this magic to really work, um, there, you know, it all needs to center around authenticity where a brand can find an influencer who is actually authentically passionate about their products. Yeah. And on the other hand, um, fans can trust that, hey, creators are actually authentic about the things that they include in their videos, that they're actually good mm -hmm. products. And if you can make, um, if you can connect those three dots and center it around authenticity, I think that's where really the magic happens, where it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's uh, the name of the game is authenticity. Mm -hmm. So uh, me bringing on, you know, the products I actually use on a daily basis and uh, giving the opportunity for someone to not only try that product, get that product, but also support me in the channel, you know, is a win, 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 as Michael Scott would say. <laughs> but That's yeah, very cool. Uh, got anything, uh, Dewar? No, it's just, it's quite the story. I mean, it's, it's so cool. And, you know, having, having that ability to be able to branch out and then provide, like, it's, it's kind of a new thing. I mean, it's, you're not just kind of creating a general e-commerce website, which, you know, there's a lot of, you know, mm -hmm. templated website manufacturers out there that can do so. Um, but I, I like your view and kind of the uniqueness of it. And I mean, I think it's good for Jamie too, because it gives him kind of a, a one, one spot to deal with everything um, versus, you know, kind of a, a mishmash of things. Mm -hmm. It's also perfect that it co the creator stash coincided with us starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, companies will send me products to try. I try the yeah. products. I go, hey, I like these products. These work great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why don't you come on the podcast? We get to chat with them, see who they really are, talk to mm -hmm. them behind the scenes, get a develop a relationship, and then I send them. I send them to Dennis. I send them Dennis's way, and then we go from there. And then, you know, if yeah. he gives them the green light, and uh, then uh, we're off to the races. Then, mm -hmm. so uh, that's kind of the system so far. So I think we've accidentally stumbled on a pretty good system. <laughs> of uh, bringing in some really good brands to uh, 
you know, uh, talk about and review and then uh, give our my, my give my audience an opportunity to uh, get in, get behind and invest in as well. Mm-hmm. That's put together there. But, yeah, we skimmed over a little bit where you brought up working for uh, chemical guys and their kind of uh, social media algorithm. Because uh, that's very interesting, because if you don't know, if you're a new kind of in the detailing YouTube space about what was that eight years ago, about eight, ten years ago. Uh, yeah, something like that. Pretty much took over YouTube. I mean, you yeah. couldn't you couldn't search a single detailing topic without the first five videos being a Chemical Guys video. Yep. <laughs> so uh, they certainly, uh, yeah, taking it over is a, a good a good uh, good yeah. way of putting that. I mean, completely dominated the 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 detailing space algorithm on YouTube for quite some time. So uh, that definitely is a uh, you know some high praise there, high quality engagement. Is what you were uh, getting there. So I don't want to dig into that. Uh, how did uh, you know you get connected with Kimmel guys, and what are some of the like top three like basic things you did with that channel to make it you know just take over? Yeah, um, I'll talk more in general because I think there are a lot of best practices that Chemical Guys and other um, you know brands um, have done really well on social media. Um, but at least when I was a partner manager, we would. Um, kind of get uh, leads from, you know, one team that would identify different um, high potential creators um, to work with. And then from there, we would sift through different creators and, um, you know, identify ones that we also had personal interest in as well. So that was how I came across Chemical Guys. Um, it was a little bit of, you know, being past the lead as well as vetting it and, and thinking mm-hmm. that they'd be a cool company to work with. Um, you know, in the social media space for, for brands, um, it really is a long-term investment. Um, there aren't any silver bullets where, you know, you can create a video, it'll go viral and your brand will uh, kind of just dominate or whatever. Um, especially as we move towards um, algorithms for helping people figure out what to watch. Um, this is where you have to just constantly be putting out good, engaging content that people want to see. Um, so I think what, um, you know, chemical guys did, uh, pretty well, aside from just continuing to upload consistently, they actually put out content that created value. Um, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's used to kind of the nineties where you have these TV commercials <laughs> where it's like, yeah, check out this product, but a chemical guys would actually show you, okay, here's how you use it. Um, mm-hmm. here's how you just detail a car in general. And, you know, here's what a polish does versus a, a cutting compound, um, so I think because their content naturally had educational value, it didn't matter whether you were a chemical guys, uh, customer or not. Um, but even just watching their videos, you will learn something. Um, so I think brands since then have really gotten smart about social media and, you know, they're starting to take advantage of that. Um, I think what that means for newer brands coming in, um, you know, like creating social media content takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It's um, can be pretty expensive and it's not something again, that is a one-time thing. Um, so I think for brands today, you know, it's, it can be challenging to um, have your own social media team and put out content on a regular basis. Um, and I think even if you uh, are a brand and uh, you don't have a large team behind you, you need to have a social media presence, but if you aren't able to upload constantly, you know, working with influencers is a great mm-hmm. way. And, uh, you know, the creator stash has been one way where brands can work with influencers. 
Um, you know, brands also go through agencies and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think getting back to your question, um, you know, I think what chemical guys did well is one, they were just persistent. They kept at it. Yeah. And then the second thing is they made sure all of their content, um, you know, wasn't just for advertising purposes, but it would deliver some sort of value to uh, viewers. Yeah, I think they almost had a couple of videos a day, almost it seemed like at times, you know. And I think, I think their schedule was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I remember, <laughs> I remember them having a banner, like a new video, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at one point. Yep. And they were just uh, crazy active. And uh, yeah, I think they hit YouTube at this perfect storm moment where, yeah. you know, people were, uh, you know, Walmart. Well, they weren't in Walmart yet, so Walmart was pretty bad. The Walmart shelves in the automotive section was pretty bad. So mm-hmm. I had a bunch of people looking for the next level of detailing products and wanting to know how to use them. So I think they hit YouTube at the perfect storm. It was kind of their first, you know, how to how to use clay bar, how to just do basic stuff and really mm-hmm. just over that way. And I think uh, kind of after their success, you know, Pan the Organizer came along and kind of kept that going as well. Basic yep. tutorials, all that kind of good stuff is a magical how to clean your washing machine. You know, big, I think an all time great YouTube video is Pan's uh, how to clean a washing machine video. Yeah. But simple to 100%. the point. <laughs> and sometimes so, those yeah. are the best videos in general, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so very interesting yeah. looking back, but nowadays now, you know, there's 20 videos per how to do something simple. Mm-hmm. So uh, in a day where, you know, uh, YouTube's kind of flooded, everybody's got a youtube channel this day how do how do we stand out dennis what, what do we do do we still just keep it basic or do we just have to kind of rely heavy on our personalities what do you think is the way to go these days yeah so um maybe i'll i'll address your question in a couple of of pieces the first maybe we can kind of cover the facts around social media uh you know since the early days of a video you know 2006 when youtube uh started um, a lot of the content that was on there, you know, a lot of cat videos and stuff like that, it was <laughs> yep, really yep. user generated content. And, mm-hmm. uh, as we've grown, uh, from, you know, 26, uh, 2006 until now, if you look at the amount of advertising revenue that has gone into online video ads and digital ads in general, um, I don't know if it's overtaken TV ads yet. Um, but you know, it's, it's a very large number and when those dollars start to shift um you know it eventually trickles down to uh you know the content creators because at the end of the day when it comes to media content is king um so you know now i think uh the the bar for content has significantly increased since the early days where you know a lot of the the videos consumer cat videos um (laughs) so i think what that means for a content creator Um, I think it can definitely be harder to get going, but, um, you know, you really need to be, uh, consistent with your uploads and, uh, in the early days when, um, you're still, you know, looking for your niche, your audience, uh, on the internet, um, experimentation is super important. So trying different formats at the beginning, you're going to have to throw a lot of, um, you know, spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks, Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I think how you differentiate yourself is actually being a subject matter expert in something. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah. So it depends on, you know, what your uh, niche is in, in terms of social media. But 
if you have expertise, that's what's going to bring uh, people to your content versus others. Um, and aside from expertise, like expertise is important, but it isn't the only thing. I think what some creators have done uh, really well is they start to blend the expertise with like entertainment and making the videos very engaging. Um, at least when I think about social media. Uh, so in the early days, um, the algorithms uh, kind of incentive is not to just promote new channels because they want to show quality content to people that they know will keep uh, users engaged on their platform. So at the very beginning, you have a very low trust score. Um, so early on, it's harder to just go viral, but um, search can be your friend. So if you're creating content that helps solve a need, which is someone is searching for something, it could be a solution uh, to a problem. It could be a product review. Um, it could be a tutorial. Um, you know, that could be one way to get traffic. And then as you start to get credibility, then the algorithm will, you know, promote your channel and your content uh, more as you've uh, kind of picked up uh, some, some, you know, a track record of being able to engage viewers. Um, and then like later on, like, I think what the really successful creators have been able to do is make this pivot from at the beginning, like capturing people's attention through like search and then from there address a different need. Um, and what mm -hmm. I used to tell content creators is like, think about the the problem you're solving for, for users. At first you could be solving uh, a problem for them where they need a solution for something. Later on, you want to solve a problem that people have every single day. And one of those problems that we all, we all you know, encounter throughout the day is boredom. So if yeah. you can eventually make that pivot to where you're able to solve boredom, then you can bring your users or your, your fans and your viewers back every single day to consume content. Mm -hmm. um, so let's say you're a car detailer, maybe you start to um, you know, incorporate uh, some vlogging uh, that adds like a humorous spin to it. Um, you know, if you're, let's say, uh, an automotive DIYer like Chris Fix, you know, you start from like very objective content of this is how you replace a wheel bearing to yep. like, this is how you make your race car or like here's how you make your race car survive a 24 hour endurance race or something like that. Yeah. Um, we tune in for the hey guys and we're, yeah. we're hooked, you know, yeah. Gives uh, gives hope to uh, the aspiring certified YouTube mechanics. That's right. There. That's, uh, um, that's yeah, that's... you know, but for for every vertical like that, there's um, there are examples of people who you know were persistent. They kept creating content. They kept tweaking, finding out what engaged uh, viewers, and then um, you know we're able to grow from there. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really all about the content and um, you know what can actually um, you know grab people's attention and keep them engaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said, uh, you have to earn kind of the algorithms. Would you call it trust meter? Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. So I like gotta that. gotta get the algorithm on your side, pretty much. Because at first, it's just like we're gonna keep you over here until you show us you can actually do something. Because they don't want to pump out, you know, they don't want to show the world, you know, this video and get them going off off the platform to different platforms. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. like uh, TikTok. TikTok, uh, you know, I think uh, put a dent in YouTube you know, over the last year or two, but now YouTube's, uh, you know, brought it back with, uh, what do they call them? Shorts. Yeah. The YouTube shorts. And they've come back. What a vengeance. <laughs> the shorts are definitely taking off and, uh, 
getting pushed. So uh, going from long-term to short-term content, is it just kind of similar? You want to kind of solve a problem, earn the trust, and then uh, go from there? You know, I think the strategy is a little bit different. I'm uh, less so. versed on the short-form content because when I was working at YouTube, it, you know, short-form yeah. oh, kind oh, of yeah. existed. It was, I think, mm-hmm. the, the precursor to TikTok. Uh, I don't know how many people here remember Vine. Vine. Oh, love, love then, Vine. <laughs> yeah, Bring it back. Those, those six-second videos, you know, they were all the rage. And uh, YouTube yeah. even experimented with their own version of that. It was like, now that I think about it, very similar to TikTok. Uh, but for whatever yeah. reason, I think after Vine was killed off, um, you know, YouTube stopped investing in that. And now short-form mm-hmm. content is back with a vengeance. Um, you know, I think cracking the code for long form and short form content are materially different. Um, at the okay. end of the day, like it's still about, um, you know, being able to engage uh, viewers. But if you mm-hmm. think about like the use case of TikTok um, or short form content versus long form content, it's a pretty different use case. I think a lot of people might go to uh, TikTok or you know, watch an Instagram reel or go onto YouTube shorts almost as a substitute for like channel surfing. Um, you know, yeah. back in the days where you're just flipping through TV, you're not really looking to commit to like one show, but you're just looking for interesting things. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, that's why with the short form stuff, it's so much based on the algorithm and the algorithm's job is doing the discovery for you. Whereas at least with um, long form content, there's still a little bit of a search element to it where you, you, you might know what it is you want to see. Um, but you might also be open to seeing recommendations from, you know, the social media platform on, on what it is to watch. So with the use cases being a little different, um, I think what that means to succeed on long form versus short form, it's different enough to where you have to apply different strategies. What I've seen creators, um, you know, be able to do is leverage a combination of both. So a creator might start off with short form content, but then they also start long form content where they can then drive their, um, you know, a subset of their fans to engage with the longer form content. And then I've also seen um, uh, people who are long form uh, content creators first expand into short form content and use that as a way to actually help their content uh, get this, get discovered by a new set set of uh, viewers that may have never seen their content, and then bring them over and convert them over into long form users. But at least the the game for uh, content creators and actually being able to do what you love for a living is to, you know, build up your audience and then transition your audience from, uh, you know, one platform to another, uh, ultimately, so you can actually sustain, you know, your your hobby as a, as a living. Um, and I, I guess I, I bring up the monetary standpoint because uh, Creator Stash, and we're trying to help content creators right. monetize and for all the, uh, you know, podcast listeners. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like the audience is still the most important thing uh, mm-hmm. just for a content creator, like as they get more and more into the hobby of content creation, at some point, if they want to quit their full-time job, and do content creation for a living, they need a way to, to kind of be able to pay the bills. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And it can be a struggle. 
And I like that uh, the creator stash is focused on just making it as easy as possible for uh, the people watching my videos to get to the products that they want to look at. So like y'all have completely, you know, replaced the link tree of recently where mm -hmm. I don't even have the link tree no more. It was link tree <laughs> and then creator stash. And then you get to look at the products. Now it's, you click that link, you're, you're looking at, you know, the clean maker kit. You're looking mm -hmm. at bead maker. You're looking at all the IKs, <laughs> all the good stuff, just right to the point. So y'all have come a long way in one year. So that gets to, uh, know give us the year recap of the creator stash and where you started and where it is now to now this uh, link tree form that i've been digging yeah um you know i think looking back on the last year um you know i'll have to say even up until now there's been a lot of learnings and for any uh you know aspiring entrepreneurs entrepreneurs out there you probably um can understand uh kind of what uh the journey for um career stash looks like but um you know when we first got started just even getting the initial uh progress of you know talking to a creator or talking to a brand was really hard and as we started to build that up over time it's gotten slightly easier um today uh you know the creator stash is still a very young startup so it's myself and my co-founder um, he takes care of all the engineering side, but um, really, I would say like what we learned in the first uh, half of the year was um, what does the business model look like? How can we actually create a model that works for both creators, um, brands and consumers? And then the first six months was also, um, you know, a big learning opportunity for me about kind of building the right team and getting people on board. Uh, to actually, uh, you know, create career stash. Um, and in my first six months, you know, definitely made some, uh, you know, learned about like bringing on different contractors and full-time employees and stuff like that. And um, it wasn't until the last, uh, I would say three months that, um, you know, we kind of hit another inflection point, which was when I met um, my, my co-founder um, because for the first half of the year, we were really restricted to leveraging off-the-shelf solutions like Shopify to power Creator Stash. But since bringing Hang Yu on board, uh, we've been in, uh, able to build out the technology to power Creator Stash. And um, by the end of January, what, what we'll have out in the, the wild, hopefully, if we're on track with our development, is um, the first minimal viable product that describes the vision um, for a creator stash that I shared, which is the ability to sell your favorite products in a few clicks. Um, so what's coming soon is you can log into the, the uh, platform, you can set up your own profile, and in a few clicks, you have your storefront set up. You can access our product catalog where you can identify um, you know, thousands of different products uh, mm -hmm. to choose from, and then with a simple click, add those to your store, and then um, you know make those products available to uh, your fans. So I would say, you know, the, the biggest kind of uh, progress um, that we've been able to make this past year is um, are a couple of things. So understanding what business model, uh, you know, would make sense. And then uh, two, really having uh, hung you on board, uh, you know, bringing on a co-founder that has been huge. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of 2022 in uh a recap of 2022 uh, of Creator Stash. 
Yeah, I think Very bringing nice. uh, on you on board, you know, that's definitely you're starting to message me on a more regular basis. Like, all right, we got this going on. This is changing. Here we go. We're about to replace your link tree. <laughs> that, this, that. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it looks awesome. The new link tree setup is just fantastic. I, I love eliminating that extra link mm-hmm. and just get straight to the point. And I can have my car supplies warehouse link and DIY detail link. Just a fantastic setup so far. Is there anything else you'd like to add to the conversation that I may have missed? Um, yeah, maybe one thing I'll kind of mention about startups. Um, yeah, if anyone is interested in in startups, uh, you know, one um, important piece I, I just want to emphasize, emphasize again is like just how important it is to get the right people on board. And as a startup founder, when you're just getting started, it's really yourself and an idea and, you know, no resources. And then from there, it's about, can you um, convince the right people to get on board, whether that be investors, whether that be co-founders. Um, and, you know, for me, it uh, definitely took iterating on the uh, business model and the value proposition. Um, and then, you know, finding these small wins on a day-to-day basis to eventually uh, where you can get to the point where you are able to convince others uh, for the next step. So, um, you know, the fact that uh, I was able to find a co-founder that was, you know, probably one of the the most instrumental um, uh, kind of successes that uh, Career Stash has had and is going to continue to pay dividends. Um, but yeah, startups are uh, challenging. Uh, you know, every day there are new ups and downs. Um, mm-hmm. There are some memes out there about startup founders at the end of the day, like curled up under their desk. Yeah. Definitely uh, challenging, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And it's been great to you know work with creators like yourself, Jamie. Exactly. We're going to keep uh, keep it going. Our friend Fred chimed into the, I think the algorithm situation. He said E-E-A-T. And then he posted experience and then he put expertise in the next line but experience mm-hmm. expertise authority and trust are the guidelines do you know what guidelines he's referring to is that a that a smarter person than me thing <laughs> yeah and, and fred feel free to chime in if i have this wrong but i think it's um you know it's it's kind of it reminds me of uh the model for seo and um you know having an authoritative site but it uh maybe the kind of equivalent of that for social media is something very similar but instead of like written blog type of content um video content of some sort mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well i guess we'll get into some live chat q a or do you want to chime in with anything before we get there we've talked about chemical guys and algorithms. <laughs> no and and like you know, just going through, and again, like it's, I, I like how Jamie's site's looking now. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. biased because, <laughs> you know, with the, you know, he's a, a friend and a, you know, fellow podcast host, obviously. But even just looking at some of the other ones, I mean, um, ones that I follow, I mean, Humble Mechanic, um, you know, is, is on there. And I mean, he's certainly not a small name in the, the automotive repair world. And, you know, even just finding the other creators on there. You know, I think it's a good platform that, you know, Jamie, I don't know if you've done it yourself, but just mingling with the other users of the creator stash um, and just kind of bouncing off ideas that, you know, maybe Dennis hasn't thought of or something like that. 
again, just kind of networking that community, I think is really important. And uh, kind of the more like-minded people can, can network and communicate, I think the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dennis, do you have uh, maybe a short list of creators who are connected with the cleaner stash? Maybe, uh, you know, that will fall in the detailing category. Fans of mine may want to know that their uh, other creators are on board as well. Yeah, we have uh, a few others. Um, so WD Detailing has, uh, you know, w- Cleaner Stash w- store. Uh, big- yeah, we have, uh, you know, Keen Eyes uh, Detailing, uh DJD detailing and a few others here. Um, and what we hope to do is, you know, grow the number of creators on the creator stash uh, starting mm-hmm. in February when we actually have the end to end first version of the platform that we can share with the world. Dear, you didn't scroll down the brands. Oh, yes. What kind of brands we got on there? Let's bring this back. Give me one second. That's right. Yeah. So we have about <laughs> 35 brands on board right now. And obviously we're trying to grow the number here. Um, our goal for, you know, launching in uh, February is to have at least 100 brands on the platform. Uh, it's definitely, um, you know, a bit of a chicken in the egg uh, kind of situation we have here. You know, when I mentioned, like, when we first started Creator Stash, uh, even getting the smallest wins, like talking to a creator was hard because when you have no brands or no creators at the beginning, it's like, <laughs> well, how would you convince either creators uh, or brands to join your platform. And then eventually mm-hmm. once we start to get momentum where we start to have at least a decent amount of brands on, then we can start to appeal, you know, to a subset of creators in like one vertical. And then as we get more creators that incentivizes more brands to join. Um, so, you know, it's definitely kind of this complex network problem, the chicken and egg, where we have to solve that. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think, if we keep at it, we keep bringing more brands on board that will help us get more creators on board that will feed back into getting more brands on board. And then everything centered around authenticity that should, uh, you know, bring uh, consumers to the platform and uh, ultimately have them uh, have the career stash be a good destination for them to discover awesome products that they would love. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have, you know, all those brands aren't on the cleaner stash, just the brands that I associate with myself with, and I'm fully behind and use on a regular basis. So I think it's a great plan and we'll, uh, yeah, keep growing it with the next year. And what are, what is, what is the goal going into 2023 since this is kind of the new year's episode? I don't think we even hinted on that, but yep. <laughs> new year's episode, what's the 2023 goal for the creator stash? Yeah. So we have a, a few goals. One, we want to, um, not only get our platform fully up and running, but get it to a point where it's a lovable, uh, platform where people actually use it and love it. Um, and, you know, next year will definitely be about achieving what, what people call product market fit. Um, and for us to achieve product market fit, we need to, even if it's just, you know, with a few dozen creators, we need to prove that this model works for them, that mm-hmm. it's able to uh, help them generate a healthy income stream from using career stash as a platform that their uh, fans are getting value out of the platform and actually enjoy the, you know, ease of discovery of of new products and that brands are also seeing the ROI. So really, if we can prove that in 2023, then we'll be on a good foundation to scale the platform. But on the other hand, if you get the orders mixed and you try to scale the platform before (laughs) you achieve 
you know, what they call product market fit or, you know, having a product that people love, you'll end up putting all this effort into scaling your product, but then all the new users that you get will just churn off the platform and then it's kind of a, a wasted effort. So we really want to crack the code on being able to prove that this model works um, at a small scale and then from there be ready to, to grow it uh, towards the end of 2023. Very cool. Definitely indeed. Dewar, you lined us up any good questions. I've seen this crazy conversation going on in the <laughs> chat. But I can't yeah, there was. Take us to the top. Yeah, there was a uh, a couple different ones. Um, I guess more of a more of kind of a comment for the audience um, from Joseph. I've supported and have learned a ton of information from creators and have had made it uh, a more skilled and better human being overall. Do y'all think the um, us as supporters should be compensated for our time? So, Dennis, so. there's there's a good question for you. Should a viewer of YouTube? be compensated in some way by youtube <laughs> i think is the question yeah it's a great it's a great question right you know one of the mm -hmm. things is if you're using a product and you don't pay anything then you are the product <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's facebook or youtube and at, at the end of the day um you know like uh i guess i have i haven't really thought about this too much so um let me just share some, some initial thoughts that pop in my mind. Should viewers get compensated um, for watching? I think the answer is no from a financial standpoint. Yeah. Um, and I know that might not be the answer people want. <laughs> At the end of the day, um, if you're getting something for free, you know, like there's got to be an incentive for, you know, the social media company and content creators to do what they're doing. And um, for these free products, I mean, everything's just supported through ads. That's yeah. kind of how, how it is. Um, now, I think what what would be like a more fair arrangement is giving consumers more controls over their data and the, and the mm -hmm. privacy behind it. Because right now, if you know, you're on a site, there's all these cookies, um, mm -hmm. all this information that's being captured, and you as a user, like, who knows what these companies are doing with that data and they're monetizing that. I think, um, you know, how um, things could play out on the data side, if consumers have a little bit more control is like the first thing would be um, companies would just do less with your data. So that means not selling your data, not monetizing it as much. That would be kind of the first way to start to move the needle back towards consumers. The second thing, um, you know, yeah. these social platforms could do is stop showing us so many ads. Um, that would be a form of <laughs> yeah. because instead of making this much per user, maybe they're making this much. So they're mm -hmm. kind of delivering that value back to um, viewers. But, you know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, um, I, I think for any business to be able to operate, um, it has to make sense for all parties involved. It has to make sense for the customer for the business and any um, third parties that are required to support that business. So yeah. um, I really think if, you know, YouTube or TikTok got into the business of paying, <laughs> yeah. viewers, it, it would just be a hard business model. To I'd be, I'd be rich with the amount of content I consume. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they and, barely, uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, how much content have I pumped out this year? And uh, yeah. 
they barely pay me. So yeah. good. Enjoy your 10, 10 cent you know, yearly check YouTube would send you. For, yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I know the, uh, you know, not, you know, unless you're paying for YouTube premium or something like that, you know, it, it can be frustrating having to deal with ads. I mean, growing up with cable TV or, you know, anything you have commercials, which were, that form of ads that we didn't know about it at the time and you know i think with there are a lot of creators that will kind of do kind of a kind of a more intimate platform with a kind of a subscription-based model um you know with kind of a unique special videos more behind the scenes and you know it's kind of they're given a taste on youtube of, of what they're providing but then if you want the real story then you can you know pay their subscription and have kind of an ad free experience and kind of you can be more engaged in that community, you know, and you're not necessarily being paid, you know, via money, but I think it's being a more intimate, you can share that knowledge. You know, there's a possibility of, you know, um, bettering your life that way. You know, if, you know, you don't know who you're going to meet, you know, it could lead to a different career choice or what. So something is as simple as that could lead to, you know, a big life change. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely. Uh, we have another question from Joel, and I imagine he's referring to Creator Stash. Um, looking deeply into this, how is the ease of use? Joel from Details, another YouTube, great YouTube channel. Go check them out. They're always dropping the mm -hmm. hottest thumbnails in the game. But uh, yeah, if someone wants to learn maybe more about the Creator Stash, how can they contact you to get more information, that kind of thing? Yeah, so is there a way for us to drop a link? Um, but uh, if not, um, if you visit www.thecreatorstash.com slash store in bio. If we can somehow get that in the comments, um, you can go there and get some more information about Creator Stash and also sign up to uh, be one of our early uh, users. There you go. Yes, because cool. we've only been around for one year, huh? Is it one year? When, when, when did you officially, what's the start date for the Crater Stash? Um, it's right around April 1st. April 1st. Uh, I mean, nice. yeah, so way less than a year. Holy moly. Might have to have <laughs> to celebrate the year anniversary. Yeah. Have a birthday with some cake. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very so cool. you uh, reached out to me not too long after starting. So. We've been going from the beginning and I like how it's, like I said, developed through uh, the year and now it's just looking phenomenal. So very pleased with the platform so far, Mr. Uh, Joel from details. Y'all should definitely look into it. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, Dewar? Oh, that's about it for the questions. I mean, there's a little bit of back and forth. Um, some people agreeing with me that they would be absolute millionaires if they got paid to watch content. Um, but, yep. uh, but yeah, I think there's been a lot of insightful information for people. And again, it's, I think it's made Jamie's life easier not having to deal with Linktree and just have all the stuff in one spot, you know, cause there's some creators like, especially like Jamie, you get involved with so many different companies and you have promo codes and you, you know, they're not always the same. So, uh, yeah, one stop shop plus, you know, any goodies that you sell kind of your, your top hits, uh, I think is a, a great platform. Mm -hmm. Yep, the promo codes that codes that matter now. Yeah, be in the creator stash ready to go linked for you, easy peasy. And uh, yeah, it's kind of all I got for this one. Uh, Dennis, you want to end us with any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No, I'll just say uh, you know thank you both, Bucky and Jamie, for having me on the podcast, as well you as bet. the uh, 
the guests here. I hope everyone enjoys the remainder of the year and, you know, has a happy new year. Um, and for anyone who is interested in, you know, being a content creator or already are a content creator, what I would say is just words of encouragement, you know, keep it up. Um, you never know when, uh, you know, you might upload that one video that helps really your, you know, skyrocket your, um, mm -hmm. your, your channel on social media. Uh, so definitely keep it up and, you know, do what, um, create content on what's, what you're passionate about, because if you do that, whether no one watches or not, you know, you'll still get enjoyment out of doing your hobby and creating content on it. So definitely keep it up for any, uh, content creators out there and aspiring content creators. Thanks for having me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, it's been... yeah, I just thought it would help, you know, having you on, getting the, mm -hmm. letting the people know what exactly is the creator stash. It did come out of nowhere all of a sudden. And I'm like, <laughs> go, go click on my creator stash. It's got yep. all this stuff. So, yep. It is a, you know, it's a win, win, win for me, the companies, the creator stash and the people, the good people mm -hmm. of YouTube out there in the comments. I see all y'all. Thank y'all for uh, showing up and supporting the cleaner cast. Do you got anything else? No, that's it. No, just uh, thanks, Dennis, for joining us, and um, have a have a wonderful uh, New Year celebration. And uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you again, hopefully in April when uh, when you hit that that big milestone. Yep. There you go. All right, people. We'll see you next week on the Cleaner Cast. I have no idea who the guest is. This episode <laughs> barely happened. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no yep. outro video or anything. But uh, that's all we got. Rate and review so we can give away that dang giveaway. I've got it ready to go. Uh, all that good stuff. Links below. And uh, use them promo codes. Support the channel. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. See ya.